January 13th, 2019, Sunday, 11.20am. My name is James and this is Slopfest. Welcome, welcome back. It's your weekly dose of weirdness. On this show, we take some strange people, some strange events and strange behavior and we cook it up into a little pot and make ourselves a strange stew. But before we tuck in... I just want to take everyone back to a moment in time, 2011 to be precise, and to a little burger establishment known as Carl's Jr. Carl's Jr. offers no BS, and that's just the way it is. This is a a press release from Carl's Jr. Edgy Brand launches new Anthem advertising campaign. Carpenteria, California, April 27th, 2011. Iconic burger chain Carl's Jr. is known for edgy ads with hot celebrities, sultry models, and the country's juiciest and most indulgent burgers. And they're not afraid to tell America, that's just the way it is. Wake up, America! Hi, you home? Hey, you home, America? Juicy burgers, sultry models, sexy celebs, that's just the way it is. Deal with it, deal or don't deal. Deal or no deal, what's inside my case? A juicy burg. In a bold advertising campaign that launched Monday, the brand reinforced their core beliefs on food and advertising and unveiled a new tagline, just the way it is. <laughs> I love, what a nothing tagline. See that over there? See what it is? Pfft. That's just the way it is. Okay. At Carl's Jr., we believe in offering only the highest quality, most satisfying food, and we believe in supporting our food with advertising that says something about who we are, says Andy Husda, CEO of Carl's Jr., the new campaign called Anthem is a stake in the ground that reinforces our voice and our identity. It's not a reinvention of the brand. Instead, it's an evolution that refines the core of what we believe. Created by Los Angeles-based David and Goliath, Anthem is the second commercial, first was Miss Turkey, in parentheses, and the first full creative campaign to debut for Carl's Jr. since the group became the brand's new agency of record in January. David and Goliath did an excellent job creating a campaign that communicates the core of what we are all about. Big, indulgent burgers with no apologies and no BS. (laughs) Imagine that marketing meeting. Now, obviously, welcome to David and Goliath headquarters. Look, puds, what's Carl's Jr. all about? I know it's about bergs, I know it's about sultry models, and I know it's about sexy celebs, but what would you say defines the core values and beliefs of Carl's Jr.? Well, I'd have to say the bergs are indulgent. Big and indulgent. Pfft, there's no apologies about that. And there certainly isn't any BS. Well, I think we have ourselves a campaign. <laughs> oh, man. Calm down. You sell burgers. Calm down. Calm down, okay? You're not, you're not fucking reinventing the wheel here and stop acting like the work you do is important. You're selling burgers, uh, said Brad Haley, executive vice president for marketing for Carl's Jr. He didn't say some of that. Some of it he did say. Some of it was me. So um, our ads speak to the straight shooting mindset of our core audience of young, hungry guys. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus Christ. Again, what I like to do is I like to only read up until a certain point and then I go, yep, that I'm putting that on the show. So it's like a little surprise for me as well. And this next sentence is blowing my nut right out, right out of my, my goddamn brain. Our ads speak to the straight shooting mindset of our core audience of young, hungry guys who don't want to feel manipulated or pandered to with advertising. The campaign focuses on basic truths about our food, and our attitude. 
Hey, let's cut the... Hey, who is our core demographic? Young, hungry boys. Ovs. <laughs> the youngest and hungriest of boys. Ovs. Now get... I'm sick of all the fluff. The deep and intellectual stuff that the other burger chains put into their marketing and advertising. Get it out of there. Sick of the fluff. Our young, hungry boys are straight shooters. And that's what I wanted to speak to. That young, hungry mindset. We're not, we're not manipulating them with the sexy models and the sexy celebs and the big, juicy bergs. No, we're not pandering to them. These young, hungry boys who love sexy celebs, we're not pandering to them. That's what we believe in. Campaign focuses on basic truths about our food and our attitude. Monday meeting, let's all, uh, everyone into the staff room. Come on, let's go, let's go. Guys, this week, as you're slanging bergs, making sales, snapping necks, and cashing checks, remember that we're about two things, food and tood. Now go hit the phones. These truths, in inverted commas, which are boldly outlined in the commercial, include statements such as, oh yes, they have bullet points. Okay, these are the statements. These are the bold truths that are outlined. We believe in burgers. Big, fat, juices running down your arm kind of burgers. Love me a big juicy burger, but I'm going to, I'll say this, not too juicy because I don't like to get soaked in it. I don't like juices running down my arm kind of burgers. That's a yucky burger. That's a sloppy burger in my mind. So not, not really down on the sloppiness of the burger. Also big, you say big and fat burgers. How big are we talking? Because I don't, I don't necessarily appreciate a burger that I can't fit in my gob. And I feel like a lot of people, I know this is 2011, but there are a lot of people in 2019 who are, who are making burgers that are too big for gobs. How am I supposed to get the burger in my gob? How am I supposed to enjoy the big fat burger? Confident in my mouth. Number two, we believe in putting hot models in our commercials because ugly ones don't sell burgers. Oh my God. Oh my God. This is, could you imagine any company in 2019 putting that in anything, anywhere with their business name on it? Get those ugly models out of there. They don't sell burgers. Here we go. Here comes the lineup. Sexy models. That's the key to selling burgers. We don't believe, or we believe in putting hot models in our commercials because ugly ones don't sell burgers. Is there any correlation between how hot the models are and the burger you're eating? I'd never in my mind have I thought, oh, I can't even think of like a, a an ad that I've seen on TV where there's been a sexy, sultry lady in it and I've gone, got to have that. There are actually, there are billboards out that I've seen and it's it's advertising like a, like a I think it's like a tool shop. And it's got like a girl standing on the billboard. Ooh, I'm all sexy. I'm in my I'm in my my tradie outfit with my short jean shorts on, and my my tool belt. And I'm holding I'm holding a drill. Ooh, so sexy. Does that make you want tools? Because generally, like when you need a drill, you well, you don't need a drill bit. You need a hole. You need to hang some pictures on the walls. How was the How was the sexy lady on the billboard addressing any of my issues or concerns i wonder if there's anyone who sees that and thinks oh yeah that's where i'm gonna get my drills drill bits from oh i need a i need a i need a three quarter inch drill bit and i'm gonna get it from that one because that's sexy (laughs) like is anyone doing that and if you are get the 
you shouldn't be allowed to operate power tools. If that's the mindset that you've got, step away from the power tools. And the third one here, we believe that life is short. So if it feels good, do it. And if it tastes good, eat it. That's a slippery slope, I feel like. You know, I want to get on board with that, but I feel like it's a slip. If it feels good, do it. Uh oh, accidentally hit that person with my car, but it gave me. Whoa. Oh, I got juiced off that for a second there. That felt good. That f- hey, actually, now that I think about it, when I hit that person with my car, felt real good. Might do some more of that. Because if it feels good, do it. And if it tastes good, eat it. <laughs> Rules to live by. Bold truths to live by. The campaign is designed to tell the world that Carl's Jr. stands for and serves as a rallying cry for the company. The anth- the campaign is designed to tell the world what Carl's Jr. stands for and serves as a rallying cry for the company. Imagine working at that company and you're like, Hot chicks sell bergs and fuck ones don't. Yeah! Company pride. Yeah! What? Just the way it is serves as a filter for everything the brand does, from the honest, indulgent food they make to their unapologetic attitude. And that's just the way it is. Of course, that's how you end your fucking press release, you son of a bitch. Hey, I know we said some really fucked up shit in this press release, and I know that we're guided by some very morally questionable principles, but that's just the way it is, dog. Get out of my face, fuggo, because you're making me not want to burg. What an abhorrent company. <laughs> All right, now let's jump into we got some we got some stories here as always. This is welcome back to Storycast. Let's start off with this one. This one this story was submitted to me by um longtime listener, friend of the show, friend of mine, Shane. Officers in Lakeworth, Florida arrested a woman who attacked her parents after they refused to take her to Outback Steakhouse Wednesday night. Uh WP bf reports a lot of i'm only noticing that there's so far we're two for two on food themes i would just like to go on record and say that this, the episode of this podcast is not sponsored by carl's jr nor is it sponsored by outback steakhouse although i can't imagine <laughs> i can't imagine outback steakhouse or carl's jr would want to associate their brands with the things that i'm saying on this podcast Investigators said when Dina Michelle Seltzer's mother declined to take her to the restaurant, the, 20, the 28-year-old began punching her mum in the chest and arms. Anytime, says, anytime anyone says punch them in the chest, I immediately think of Marky Mark from the, the movie Fear. Where he's just... Have you... I mean, and they did it on Always Sunny as well, so I figure it is kind of like a cultural reference point. Maybe... Was Fear a big movie? I don't think it was. If you've if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, there's a scene in the movie Fear with Marky Mark, the Funky Bunch aren't in it. It's just Mark, and he starts like hitting himself in the chest <laughs> repeatedly um, to bruise himself up so he can convince this girl's this girl later that her dad did it. Spoilers if you haven't seen it. Probably should have said the spoilers first. Uh, the father saw what was happening and intervened. He then suffered scratches to his face and upper body. Authorities said Seltzer flipped over a table and tore up furniture before grabbing a knife. Tore up furniture? Like a cat? She chased her father screaming, I'm going to kill you, police told local media. Fortunately, dad was able to grab her arm and wrestle the knife away. 
Responding officers found the glass dining table flipped over, broken glass all over the dining area, and a large knife. Seltzer faces charges for battery and assault with a deadly weapon. Bit of an extreme reaction is my is my hot take on that one. Quick inquiry, because, hey, sorry, I'm going to play the devil's advocate for a second here, but mum and dad, why didn't you take it to Outback Steakhouse? I've, all I'm saying is this whole sitch could have been effortlessly avoided if you'd have taken it to Outback Steakhouse. Your table wouldn't have been flipped. Your furniture wouldn't have been all mucked up like a cat scratched it up real good. And you wouldn't have had your 28-year-old chasing you with a knife saying, I'm going to kill you. Man, maybe people do get diehard over like food brands and everything I said about Carl's Jr. is wrong and, I, and I'm a dummo because apparently this chick is fucking deep on the Outback Steakhouse love. You know, I, I'll admit it. Sometimes I get a craving for like pepperoni pizza and I need a slice. And then when I don't get one, I grab a knife. Okay. <laughs> don't attack people because you didn't get the food you want. Oh, so hangry. In 2019, let's kill the phrase hangry. And look, I, I don't want to say this, but I guarantee... Uh, sorry, I guess I'm going to be that person, but I guarantee that next time she asks, Outback Steakhouse, mum and dad don't say no. That's all I'm going to say. It was an extreme reaction, though. Got another story here. Roberto Daniel Arroyo, 33 was pictured taking part in a bizarre act on home CCTV in Salinas, California on the morning of Saturday, January 5th. So just last week, uh, the clear footage shows the man leaning his head against the intercom outside the front door and licking the doorbell from several different angles. He carried on licking for three hours. For three hours you were licking a doorbell, mate. The family have been named as Sylvia Dungan and her husband and children. Mrs. Dungan and husband were not home at the time. However, their children were sleeping inside. They did not wake up. They had installed the doorstep camera a month before and were alerted to movement at about 5 a.m. when they reviewed the footage to find the disturbing images. They thought, <laughs> they thought, boy, there's a lot of traffic going past. And then they thought, 5 a.m. in the morning, my son doesn't get home till 6 a.m. Well, then who the heck is it? They alerted police who said the footage was so clear. They quickly identified the man as Arroyo. They added that he appeared to relieve himself in the Duncan's garden and entered several other neighborhood yards. Neighbor Alfred Santos told Keon 546 News, I thought I've seen it all, but this takes the cake. This takes the piss. As well as prowling and theft, Arroyo has been charged with breaching his probation for a previous crime. What was the previous crime? I mean, licking doorbells. You fucked off your nut. That's obvious. I mean, he could have he could have recently seen a documentary on um, Charles Manson, and this was his 2019 interpretation of Creepy Crawling. Creepy Crawling, for those who don't know, is like the Manson group would go out and they would like break into someone's car and then just sit in it while it was on their driveway, which is fucking. When you think about that, and I know that they went on to do some bad stuff. When you think about that. That's like kind of awesome and terrifying at the same time. Imagine you go at your, oh, I forgot my USB in my car. I'll just quickly go outside and get five silhouettes sitting in my fucking ride. Terrifying. Or they would like break in and move people's stuff around. Or they would just like watch them through their windows and shit. Like weird stuff. But when you think about it, 
kind of cool and interesting. But they went, they did go on to do bad stuff, okay? So we won't condone the bad stuff. But the other stuff was pretty cool. <laughs> okay, I feel like um, I can't. Uh, but I do think it's cool and interesting. We're just going to skip over it. And we're just going to say that, um, you know, the snozberries taste like snozberries. Don't lick uh, doorbells. Have another story here. We're going to venture back to our favorite forum by parents for parents. It's Mumsnet, where a woman who was cleaning her home has posted her findings under the username Country March. This mum watched the cleaning show on Netflix, uh, whatever that new one is. She got a little bit of cleaning inspo and uh, wanted to clear some shit out of her house. So she ended up finding a CD in a paper case that was labeled Ben's Wedding. She assumed it was pictures of her wedding but became intrigued by the erratic handwriting on the label, which looked like her mother-in-law's. In the post, she said, Wondering why I'd never seen it in the seven years we'd been married, I plotted over to the laptop and opened the file marked Wedding. So it turns out this was a set of photographs commissioned by my mother-in-law of, of our wedding. On the disc, there were over 400 edited photos. I wasn't in a single one of them. I mean, what the fuck? Not one! Clever angles ensured I was always hidden, or group shots that were clearly half of a photo on which I would have been standing next to my newly minted husband in the other half of the photo. Just 400 photos of a man getting married on his own. <laughs> uh, the mum went on to explain that she mentioned the photos to her husband, but he merely laughed them off. However, at the end of the day, she went to sleep seething with the knowledge that this mother had deliberately paid someone to come to her wedding, take photos, and assure she wasn't in any of them. Am I being unreasonable to think that it's really, really fucking weird? Not to mention rude and actually slightly psychopathic? More than 100 people took time to respond to her post with many agreeing that this was out of order. One person commented, I'd just ask her outright because there is literally no justification for that. Another added, I say it's too late to confront her, but it's super weird and you're, and you're, white, you're right to be wary. And a third added, that's, that's a fucked up thing to do. Just, first of all, I don't think any period of time, oh no, seven years, the statute of limitations did wear off. Damn, you can't confront her. No, no amount of time goes by where you find, because your wedding day is supposed to be, there's so many wedding fucking stories on this podcast. The, your wedding day is supposed to be like your day, this big magical moment in your life, blah, 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 who gives a shit. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> You know, it's a, it's an important thing. It's an important day. And, you know, you pick who comes because the food's expensive and you don't, you know, you got to think, do I love this person enough to want to pay for them to have free food and drinks? And, you know, that's how you gauge who comes. So for this person, your mother-in-law, to hire a second photographer, but even just that is like you've crossed a line. There's a, there's a covert photographer running around my own fucking wedding that I don't know about. That's already weird. Now come to find out seven years later, first of all, you didn't even know that the covert photographer was there. So I would like to say a very special shout out to that covert photographer. Very well done. <laughs> no one spotted them. Very covert. They just had a really big pair of glasses on that day. <laughs> With a lens in the middle. Uh, <laughs> or a very large hat. 
Nothing in the hat, just to distract from the glasses that had the camera in it. So you had a covert photographer at your wedding. Already, that's confrontable. You'd be like, why did you have a second photographer there? But I feel like they could just... That's an easy explain. You could just be like, oh, well, you know, I wanted to have my own photos. That's still weird, though. It's still strange, but whatever. But then to find out that the the the, the mission of that, of this secret covert photographer is to strategically take photos in a way that makes me the bride not visible in them that's fucking weird you a hundred percent confront that situation oh my and here's how you do it you get a wedding you get a new wedding folder whatever the fuck it is like book whatever made up and you have some some of your okay at the front of the book you have the wedding pictures that you commissioned obvs lovely we're going through the day blah 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 flipping through flipping through then at a certain point you start using only the covert photos and you give it to your mother-in-law as a present maybe for birthday mother's day christmas something like that oh that sounds fucked up to hijack <laughs> hijack one of hijack one of their gifts fuck it they hijacked your wedding, kind of, with a secret covert photographer. You got to stick to it. You got. I'm always saying you got to. When you commit to doing something bad, and someone did something bad to you, you have to one up it. So sorry, you have to. That's the rules. So what you do is you give it to them as a gift, not just a gift apropos of nothing. You have to steal one of their days in which they would receive gifts. I know this sounds dark, but this is these are the steps you have to go to. Keep in mind what she did. Okay. Now, you say, oh, let's go through it together. And we're all sitting down. It's me, my husband, the mother-in-law, maybe even the dad, because maybe the dad didn't know about it. Who knows? Let's, let's, peep, let's peep his face when the pictures change. See how he reacts to this sitch. Because now I might have two other people on my side and be like, why'd you do this, mother-in-law? Ah! You know what I mean? Get other people on your side. It's a great way to attack someone. <laughs> You start flipping through. Oh, lovely moment. Lovely moment. And then, oh, what's this? Oh, where did I go in the pictures? What's this? And you watch the you watch the blood drain out of her face as she realizes, one, you've hijacked my present, and two, she found him. And you and you and she looks up and you're already staring right at her. And you give her the look that says, I found the CD, bitch. And then you confront her right there. We turn this whole event. This whole day has been your secret confrontation. She wants to have a secret photographer at your wedding. You have a secret confrontation. And that's how you deal with it. You put that mother-in-law on blast in front of people. With the evidence. Deny it now, mum. Mum too. Hey, mum too. Deny it now. You can't. Ding dong. Who's that at the door? Oh, don't worry. I'll let them in. Open it. It's the covert photographer who you've organized to come round. Boom! Double got her! And that's what you have to do. In my mind, that's <laughs> that's the only way to respond to this situation. You might think it's a little heavy-handed. I say, not heavy-handed enough. You know, you decide. That's going to do it for this episode. Head over to slopfestpod.com to get more in-depth show notes, images, and artwork for this and previous episodes. Um, there's... there's uh, what do you call them? Like... Uh, custom cover art for each episode which i think you can actually turn on in your podcast viewer 
uh, whatever your podcast app of choice is. There's uh, there's a setting in settings where you can just choose to use like the iTunes image or you can turn it off and use like the individual episode images and you'll get them actually on your podcast feed then or not. Do whatever you want. It's really it's no big deal. I just have fun making the, the cover art. Slap a follow on the socials if you want to be notified when new episodes go live. That's at Slopfest Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, still, I'm still off the Facebook. I talked about this last week. I'm still personally off the Facebook, but I'm personally back on Twitter. I, f- I feel like the problem that I had with Twitter is that I was mixing sort of like all of my interests into one. And I just needed, like, I had like work stuff, you know, I was following people on there for like work and shit and like my career. Ooh. And then sort of like, you know, art and personal stuff and blah, blah, blah. So I just got rid of all the like work stuff, all the businessy fucking career shit. And now I'm enjoying Twitter again. I also uh, muted the words Donald Trump, Trump, uh, Republican and Democrat. And quite frankly, it has drastically improved my my Twitter experience. I'm not getting constantly bombarded by uh, friends that I have who live... In the US, you know, sorry to you. I know you like to talk about your your politics and stuff, but I don't want to hear about it. And now I don't have to. And it's good. And now we're back to living in harmonious harmony. <laughs> so that's what's been going on with me uh, and my foray back into the social medias. Uh, still love Instagram, though. So <laughs> just just as a quick aside, just to, just to get you up to date on all the social media, Snapchat, still not on it. Still don't get it. MySpace potentially coming back no yeah leave a leave a bloody uh, a comment or review wherever you listen to podcasts if you could leave a review that would super uh help the show out it lets it lets the podcast feed say hey this ain't total dog shit and there's people listening to it and i would recommend it to others uh but you know you're a you're a listener of podcasts you know the best way to find podcasts just tell a friend just tell a friend about the show that's general. That's how I found most of the podcasts that I listen to. I've just asked other friends who listen to podcasts. You know, what do you listen to? Shane has got me on to. Um, let me see. I'm going to open up my podcast app. He told me about the Dollop and Dumb People Town, which I'm uh, I'm I'm sort of listening to some episodes of to gauge it to see if that's what I'm into. Could be. Don't know. Let's find out. New things. Exciting. This is just me fucking waffling on again. That, but I feel like that's what I'm going to do. Last couple minutes of the episode, each episode, I'm just going to hijack to talk about some stuff. Um, also, something that I wanted to like get your opinion on, what do you think of people referring to themselves as influencers and people who make what anything like films, YouTube stuff, uh, web series podcasts, blogging, writing, short stories. What do you feel about people referring to the things that they make as content? Because, I don't know, lately I've just... More and more people have been referring to the stuff that they make as content. And I genuinely feel like it cheapens it. Because it's that's, that's what like marketing people refer to it as. Because they, they're using it to for a purpose. But I don't know. I don't know. It's just some, something I've been thinking about. And I also heard someone recently say, um, this girl who has a sizable Instagram following said, I love, I love engagement. 
I love engaging with people. And I thought it was really strange that she called talking with people engaging with them. I don't know. Am I weird for thinking these things? Hey, I'm just thinking out loud. Let me know what you think. Let me know your thoughts on this whole weird sitch. Anyway, I'm going to get out of here. Thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. I appreciate your time of all the stuff that you could spend the minutes of your life listening to. You're here listening to this, and I very much appreciate that. And uh, I try not to take that for granted. Um, I'm going to be back here for... This is episode 14. Come back for episode 15. And uh, I'll talk to you again then. We'll jump on the socials. We'll probably have a chat. We'll have a chat right now if you want. Message me. We'll chat right now. <laughs> aggressive, aggressive ways to get people to have a chat with you. Try it this week. Go up to someone on the street. Let's chat. Maybe give it a softer approach. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out. I'll see you next time.